Welcome to Alchemy Land, where we playfully explore creativity, healing, and consciousness. I'm Tage. Today on Alchemy Land, we have an interview with my good friend and colleague, Lacey Sanders. Welcome to Alchemy Land. On today's episode, we have the very first interview, which we hope will become a regular segment. And today, I have my very good friend and colleague, Lacey Sanders. So, welcome, Lacey. Thank you, Tage. I'm grateful to be here to chat with you today. You're so welcome. So glad you're here. And um, so, uh, just by way of introduction, Lacey is a wonderful uh, acupuncturist, massage therapist, and uh, healing arts practitioner. And I've uh, known Lacey for more than a decade, and we're, we're really close. And she's also one of the founding members of the Taurus Project, which is our new project that we're creating right now. And uh, we thought this would be a great way to um, talk and introduce her and her work and our um, project a bit further. So that's why we're talking today. So again, you know, glad you're here and um, love to, uh, you know, hear lots of things about you. <laughs> so, okay, so good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, do you want to add anything to that introduction? So, you know, did I miss, did I miss anything? Well, I recently am, I'm just finishing up a yoga teacher training, an advanced yoga teacher training. So I'm starting to incorporate like yoga therapy into my practice. Yes, that's right. Oh, and teach yoga. Yes. Yeah, I'm so glad you're doing that. That's wonderful. Um, well, I thought it would be interesting if we could just hear a little bit about your healing uh, journey, you know, just as it relates to your practice. And I thought, because um, I know that a lot of healing arts practitioners, myself included, we often go on these uh, journeys to become healers because we ourselves need healing and we want to participate in that and um, in our own development. So can you talk about that a little bit? Like what was your uh, healing journey in relationship to um, becoming a massage therapist? Because I, I think that was the first thing that you, you started out with, right? Yeah, I started, I went to massage school in 1999 and I I'm pretty active. I live in Utah in the Wasatch Mountains. And in my youth, I grew up rock climbing and snowboarding and mountain biking. And I still enjoy these activities. And I injured myself snowboarding. Mm -hmm. So initially, I think my journey was a physical journey mm -hmm. where I had a, I hurt my shoulder. And, but I see there were other things playing along into it. Now that I look back, of course, there's always that. But initially I had the shoulder injury and I knew a girl in massage school and she offered to do some work, some sports injury work on me. And so I got some of that. And then there was something inside of me and it's something I think I understand more now, more like my higher self. I just kept hearing or feeling I needed to get acupuncture mm. and in Salt Lake City back then, there weren't a lot of people that did acupuncture. We didn't have a big Asian population. Um, we have a little more now. Um, and I worked at a company that sold climbing and ski equipment. And a gentleman there, his wife was a massage therapist. And I just thought, well, I'll ask him. Maybe he knows because of his wife. Mm -hmm. And it, 
I asked him and he just gave me this funny look. And he said, I can't believe you're asking me that because I never knew anyone that did acupuncture until two days ago. And he'd been on a camping and climbing trip with this man that had just moved to town who was actually doing his residency in Western medicine, but he had a background in acupuncture and body work. And he had done some acupuncture on them on this climbing trip for, you know, to help a elbow or wrist pain type thing. And so he said, that's really weird that you're asking me this. And I think that was a big experience I had with serendipity also. Mm -hmm. So I think on my path, that was something that was like a little light bulb, like, oh, Mm -hmm. this acupuncture thing, I'm having a feeling about it. And I have a feeling to ask this person. And then there's this serendipitous experience. Okay. Mm. So then I... So then I met that man and I got some acupuncture from him and it was extremely effective and I was able to rock climb and do all my fun things and my shoulder healed quite well. Uh So then I felt inspired to study massage more in the lines of helping people with sports injury, physical pain. So that's where it started for me. Yeah, that's so great. Um, And then what was the bridge to acupuncture? How did that happen? Well, I, I had experienced its effectiveness. Yeah. And then, you know, as you do body work and you you receive too, and that's one thing I've always tried to be really good about is receiving it. It's so helpful and I've always, it's very important to me to practice what I preach. So I get regular body work and energy work, different types. And I started to, and with my own practice, I started to realize there was more. Mm-hmm. going on with people that there this there was something to this energy stuff that I'd been introduced to in massage school yeah um because I saw people would have a physical shift and then they would have a personality shift or mm. a big emotional release and I experienced it in myself with emotional releases from trauma from my childhood and stuff so that's really put me on the path you know, as a practitioner, having my experiences and then seeing other people have them also and seeing that those bigger changes come through that and then learning more energy work and then eventually going to acupuncture school because I was always interested in it. And also as I age, I would prefer to do acupuncture. Sure. Just practical reasons, but I've always been very interested in, in the herbal medicine. So it was just a natural progression over the last 20 plus years, I think. Yeah, that's that's nicely said. Well, um, tell me more about what you find compelling about Chinese medicine or, you know, acupuncture. And as you just said, there, there's a big component of herbs. And um, I know that's important to you, too, and, and kind of a passion. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yes, I really love, well, the herbal medicine. Let's just start there. I mean, all these plants are on this planet, mm-hmm. and we're part of the planet, and they're part of it. And they are here to take care of us. Like mother nature grows and she takes care of us. And so the medicine and the food that we need is here for us. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and honestly too, I've always had a lot of allergies to drugs. And in a way this has been a big gift because I really have shied away from them. And I found herbal medicine to be extremely effective uh, with like, little to no side effects mm-hmm. and they're not toxic. So I think 
you know, the more people are taking drugs all the time. This is one of my things in my practice is I really try to help people to take less pharmaceuticals because mm-hmm. it is so hard on the body and toxic. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, of course, like a lot of alternative practitioners, they don't really address the root problem. They just seem to cover things up or patch things. Um, so really the herbal medicine is always very interesting to me. And I've always liked to be outside in nature and I like to know what the plants are and I like to know what they do. And mm-hmm. so it's always been something I've been interested in, even as a little girl, because I grew up kind of in the mountains and I always loved the flowers and the plants and like to be outside in nature. So that's always been very appealing. And the acupuncture was has just been so effective from my personal experience my whole life whenever I've used it. Yeah. So not really having the option to take drugs mm, and yeah. pharmaceuticals and being really wary because of the experiences I've had, I just turned to this alternative health but it's been around thousands of years. Yeah. And it's very sacred too in China. Historically, they find these ancient Chinese medicine texts in the tombs of emperors. And there's stories about how the Taoist priests would have the acupuncture, the body, the model, uh-huh. like a model they would make of with the meridians and the points, and it would be locked in a closet. And it was very sacred and special. And so working with something so ancient that's been around so long and has helped people for so long just feels really natural to me and working with the plants and Chinese medicine is all about us being in tune with nature and that our body is a microsystem of the earth itself. And we just treat the body like an ecosystem that needs to be in balance. And it just makes so much more sense to me. Yeah. That's so well said. I I think that's such an important point because a lot of people, um, I mean, it's easy to assume everybody knows what acupuncture is by now, but they might not. And um, particularly that it goes that deep, that it's not just about treating symptoms, although it can do that, but that it's really, as you just said, about treating the whole person as a a microcosm of the universe and that you're mm-hmm. part of nature and that that this is a system that addresses all these components of your body mind emotions and spirit and um do you i mean how would you describe um the significance of the acupoints and why you use needles because i think a lot of people don't really understand that or would like to know more about it mm. That's a good question. Well, it, that was something I wanted to know when I went to school, really. Mm-hmm. I knew it worked. Something was happening. Um, I could feel it when I received it. Yeah. So what was so profound to me was when I first learned about the our translation of the word acupoint. Mm-hmm. The actual character in Chinese means like a hole or a portal. Mm. And for me, I always relate things I learn about the body to something on the earth. And it, the idea of this acupuncture point reminded me of um, when you are walking in a talus field in the mountains, like a big field of boulders. And in the summer, it can be quite warm, but you can walk over one of these big holes in the boulders and you'll feel cold air swirling out of it. Oh. And to me, I was like, oh, that's like an acupuncture point. So, and 
The Chinese very artfully, gracefully, and beautifully describe the qi flowing through the channels the way water flows in a river. Mm -hmm. So you can think like at some points it can become turbulent or there can be boulders or sticks blocking it, causing turbulence, stagnation, or you can have smooth pools of water moving. And Mm. so when you really think of it like water moving in the body, it becomes a very profound system yeah so it's so it's really like these rivers the meridian systems like these um rivulets or rivers where those points can either become blocked or maybe congested or maybe they're just like whirlpools like bubbling with energy is that kind of some imagery yes exactly when you put a needle in the way you turn the needle, you know, that depends on whether the meridian's yin or yang, and mm-hmm. what you want to do. There's an artfulness. Like when we put the needle in, we're not just like putting a needle in or do, putting the needle in and doing something. Um, so, yeah, when you access it at these certain places, it affects the whole channel. So, yeah. And there, I mean, in some ways, I don't really know how they knew. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they just knew, and I think they felt it. And I, I do really believe that when we lived on a planet without noise or sound pollution and probably more tribal life, that we were way more in tune with nature and probably way more in tune with our bodies because we didn't have the distractions as much. Yeah, that's certainly possible. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so um, with your practice, what kind of clients do you end up seeing? I mean, you did mention that a lot of your clients, you help them maybe titrate off of some medications or or everything related to that, but that may or may not be their main reason. And do you have a certain kind of clientele or does it vary or what's that like? I think it's, you know, a lot of middle-aged older people who couldn't afford to pay for it and, um, I think just the physical pain, though, is what brings a lot of people to the to want the healing. Yeah. So sometimes we're just humans and we're dense, and unless we're in pain, we're not going to deal with it. <laughs> and that just seems like how we all are. <laughs> and what happens is so someone comes in with elbow pain, and then when someone first comes in, I spend almost an hour talking, getting to know them, going over their whole medical history. And, you know, then we find out, like, oh, you're taking an antidepressant or... Mm-hmm. Oh, you had this car accident years ago and you have this neck injury. That's probably related to your elbow. Or we might end up talking about a family history of something they want to prevent. Or uh, yeah. often people come like for a physical thing and that that gets better. But what they realize is they just feel better all the time. Yeah. And it's just, it helps with the stress a lot too, because we say that stress causes chi to get stagnant and stuck. Yeah. And that's an important point, isn't it? Because stress is probably one of our number one detrimental things in our society. And everybody seems stressed and uh, needs help on that level, isn't it? Oh, yeah. We're overwhelmed. I mean, there's a lot of people in the world and there's, you know, we drive down the road now and there are flashing billboards changing. You know, everything's overstimulating. I think everyone's nervous system is a little taxed. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, and I, I really appreciate that you said that sometimes our physical pain opens the door to deeper healing because you're right. Um, we don't pay attention to things and usually until there's some pain. And 
I, it, it seems like you alluded to this, but it seems like sometimes that clears up or, or you just kind of go into a maintenance phase with somebody and then they realize there's a deeper issue that they want to address. Isn't that what happens often? Yes. That mm-hmm. is usually what happens <laughs> is there's the stress and then what is it related to? You know, and I try to create a really safe space in Chinese medicine. We work with Jing, Qi and Shen. Mm-hmm. So Jing is like your physical part of you, your body. It's really your genetics, your, the constitution. Yeah. The Qi is what we get from the air we breathe and the food we eat. It's our energy. Uh-huh. that keeps us animated And then our Shen is our spirit. Mm -hmm. And so inevitably, yes, the spirit comes up. Mm -hmm. And I try to create a safe space for that so people can get there. Because from my experience is working with the spirit, working at that level is what helps everything heal ultimately. Um, Yeah, well, that's that's so important to say because I think that, well, we're very much aligned on this and that's why we've entered into this new phase of creating a a healing arts um, project for people. Um, Whereas, you know, healing, we tend to think like, oh, yeah, you fix a a physical problem. But it really has to do with everything you just said. And at that deepest level, it's the spiritual healing, the the spirit that needs to be reconnected or um, made, uh, in a sense, aware of itself so that we can feel whole. And to me, that's mm-hmm. true healing, the wholeness or the realization of wholeness in our full being. So, yeah, wouldn't you um, say something like that is true? I mean, the, mm-hmm. the, really, that's the deepest part you're talking about, isn't it? Yes, and I believe this is how I ended up on the yoga path now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To help with like the idea of yoga therapy is more working at that deeper level. Mm-hmm. So, cause I'm like, okay, now I need a tool for people Yeah, because that's what's happening. They've been with me for a while. We worked through the physical stuff and the stress and some of the life stuff. And mm-hmm. now their spirit is, you know, and my yoga teacher, we had a, um, our mentor Sangha the other day and she was talking about becoming more whole in thoughts in the mind. Mm-hmm. And when our mind is racing and there are a lot of thoughts and a lot of things, that's our fragmentation. Mm-hmm. And the more whole we become, the, it's like those fragments, those circuits become more connected and the mind becomes more peaceful because the energy is moving through it more fluidly. And I did think about like the channels in the chi. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, the neural like the neurological patterning of the mind. And of course, then my imagination went down this cool rabbit hole of imagining sacred geometry and Mm. and inside the mind and things becoming whole. And then this like thought functions working healthier. Anyway, it was just cool how she talked about the mind being fragmented and that's the busy, distracted um, emotional trigger, easily triggered mind for all of us. And I do from the experience of meditation, working on my healing throughout my life, I have discovered this to be a truth Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. my mind is calmer now. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so important because, um, you think, well, again, back to where we start with healing, like, Oh, I just, you know, need to fix a condition or, you know, even with the idea of 
the stress that we all face, you think, oh, well, you know, if I just maybe mitigate certain things or, you know, change a, uh, an attitude, but really what's underneath that is what you just described is the, the deeper essence of the mind itself. And then that energy that can move through at that level. And so we can feel our connection to the essence of who we are. There's our spirit. So I love that you're doing that and I can see the need for that. Um, and also it's wonderful that you get to work with that in conjunction with your, um, Chinese medicine practice, because obviously as we were just saying, one leads into the other, and uh, and now you have additional tools to help people with. Yes, it never ends, the learning. It's really fun. <laughs> so I'm also taking another course. Oh, sure, <laughs> tell me. More of a, it's a yoga, it's a course um, called Kaya Kalpa, and it's alchemy and longevity, and it's about living a healthy, long life, and not in the way that you'll live forever, but more in the way that your body will not become a burden to your spirit and your mind throughout your life. But you can live in the, till the end of your days in a comfortable, healthy body. Mm. And I just think that's really beautiful. But what I loved that he started talking about right away was having over like, intense emotions all the time and Mm. like reactivity is actually one of the most dangerous things for your health so learning to breathe and learning to calm your mind and becoming more whole like actually that is the thing that's going to help you feel help your physical body right right isn't that beautiful that's really beautiful and to me it makes so much sense because if you start at that level then everything else lines up and begins to get better. And I love that thought too about um, a body that doesn't uh, work against you in a sense, especially as you age, that you're, you're actually just living a healthier and more um, balanced existence. And it's about the quality of your life, not just how many years you lived, isn't it? So, yeah. Yes. It always comes to quality over quantity in my reality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Really? (laughs) Yes. Yes. That's beautiful. Well, I think all those things are going to continue to develop for you. And um, that kind of leads us into um, the Taurus Project, which is um, our uh, project that we're creating right now. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about some of the components. But um, uh, just because we're still introducing this, I just thought I'd start with um, just saying a, a brief moment for a moment or two, what the Taurus project actually is. So um, what we're envisioning with the Taurus project is a uh, nonprofit organization that will um, gradually create a community um, of people who are composed of healing arts practitioners and uh, clients and friends and family, and also um, any people who are looking for uh, connecting more to that essence that you just described so beautifully that um, there's all these practices and we don't need to change our religion or join a religion or a cult or, you know, anything, but we can access so many wonderful healing arts practices and meditations and ways to make ourselves healthier. So we want to provide a platform for uh, people to access that. And we want to make it low cost and um, accessible for people because we know that a lot of this stuff is 
kind of expensive. So that's kind of the Taurus project in a nutshell. And uh, I just thought, um, you know, I'd give Lacey a chance. Lacey, I just wanted to ask you, you know, what um, led to your involvement in the Taurus project? And, you know, what's what are you hoping to achieve with it? <laughs> well, my dear friend Tage had this wonderful <laughs> idea. <laughs> Um, yeah, and when you told me about what you experienced, I was just like, it was really overwhelming. Like, you will be part of this. Mm-hmm. It just, I knew when you spoke of it before you even said, are you interested? I was like, he's going to ask me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it really made a lot, it made a lot of my life make sense. You know, it was one of those moments when things from your whole life make sense mm-hmm. from all of my trauma from my childhood and from being allergic to drugs leading me to natural medicine and getting injured snowboarding and all the choices I made that led me to this and why was I doing this yoga teacher training I have plenty of training and how do I even have time for this but I was feeling compelled like I needed to do this so it was like aha you can do all these things, all of this stuff, everything's led for to you to be part of this Taurus project. Mm-hmm. And I feel inspired as part of the Taurus project that to help us open our retreat center, our first healing center. Mm-hmm. And it, it would make sense that I could utilize all of my skills and knowledge in doing this. And, and my selfish desire is I want to get out of the city and live more out in nature and have people come out to nature to have these experiences. Cause really that's what we want. We want to help people reconnect with nature mm. at a deeper level and the mother earth and find that deep nurturing there with the divine mother. Mm. Um, so that's what really lit me up. And I just knew, And then I thought, well, am I crazy? I have a really successful practice here and community and network and all the things. And, you know, I've done it and it's great. And I, but I am an adventurous person and I like a new project. And I was like, I think I need something new. And this is fun and exciting. And the idea of doing the nonprofit. So we can just help so many people and the money isn't the hindrance. It just makes us more available to all different people and walks of life. Mm-hmm. So that's what really lit me up too. That's beautiful. Well, I'm so glad we're working together on the project. And um, yeah, it's worth saying too that, um, well, we don't know how it's going to unfold, but um, certainly as part of the vision is to have um, sort of a network of healing arts centers or places where people can go to access these things. And so we're really at the the genesis of this project and just forming, but that's the hope so that um, many people from all walks of life and all different kinds of backgrounds can access um, many of the things that Lacey just talked about. And so I'm very excited about it and glad to be working with you, Lacey. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Also working with you uh, is very exciting to me. Thank I think you. We could, really do a lot of cool stuff together. Well, speaking of cool stuff, um, let's talk about Alchemy Land for a minute, because um, here we are on the Alchemy Land podcast, and if anybody just listens to the podcast, we also have a Substack going, which is um, the written format of uh, a lot of what we present in the audio format. And um, so I I just thought it'd be worth saying, you know, we've been presenting... um, 
<laughs> what we've been calling the llama letters, you know, and um, uh-huh. <laughs> let's talk for let's talk for a minute just about wh- how that came to be. Like, what <laughs> I'm sure you know the story as well as I do, but why don't you tell it? <laughs> Go ahead. Let's tell the audience yeah. what we're up to. Uh huh. Well, really, it just came from a, we were talking about how do we want to start this nonprofit? And so first we need to create a presence and an online presence and put ourselves out there in the podcast idea. Mm-hmm. And Cage says, well, how are we going to do this? Are we going to interview someone who could be our first interview? Is that what it was you were asking? Uh-huh. That? That's right. Yes. I said, well, I think we should get the Dalai Lama to be our first interview. Why not just go big? Yes. <laughs> just write him a letter. That's right. And, and what was your reaction? Well, I, th- I think I, I sort of laughed and thought, oh, come on. Why would the <laughs> Dalai Lama write back? And um, what would I even say? <laughs> and then you said <laughs> something like, well, here's what you do. You start writing and telling them about the project. <laughs> so I think that's where it started. Yeah, that's where it started. And I was like kidding, not kidding. Yeah. I was really like being silly, but also like, wouldn't that be cool? That would be awesome. Why not try? It's just that anything is possible. And But then it just turned into a fun project. And then we started having more silly conversations and they turned into fun letters. Exactly. So that's how it started. And this is the idea of that creative principle and that when we can have our feel clearer in our minds and calmer and I just feel in general happier and have connection with good people and close friends these ideas these fun things are they're just born in a fun way absolutely and effortlessly really yeah effortlessly exactly right because that was the uh, initial thing I mean we didn't really try to set out to create a series of letters in any kind of way to the Dalai Lama it was just like oh he'd be a great guest and and then of course you know you were joking about it but as you, you were joking I thought well what if I did actually write to him what would I say and oh I wonder if it would come out in any kind of funny way if I just told him about what I'm doing this week, you know? And so <laughs> that's that's a lot of where it started. And as you said, it's it was effortless. It was just a flow. And um, I wanted to mention that too, because the one of the major uh, tenets of the Taurus Project, which is now manifesting in alchemy land, is creativity. And that's one, one of the major things that we're seeing as a way to access healing and also uh, consciousness, the the growth of consciousness. So to me, the creative life is very much intertwined with um, the development or the expansion of consciousness and also our healing uh, journey. So um, that's one of the reasons why we're doing this fun stuff with Alchemy Land. And, you know, as many people have probably picked up on, Alchemy, of course, is that uh, taking a, a opposite things or things that are contrasting uh, and blending them or bringing them together and creating something new, transmuting it into a new thing. That's um, you know classically the alchemists created uh, gold out of lead or base metals, but here we're creating joy, and a lot of it is just about fun, about having fun. Wouldn't you say that? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's about having fun. It's about having fun. So I think, yeah, that's why we work well together and we enjoy um, creating these things uh, because, you know, we want to have fun doing it. <laughs> yes. And 
that's what I think. I feel like life is so challenging and everyone is working so hard. And to learn there's another way, right? Mm-hmm. And whatever we can do, hopefully it could trickle through the collective consciousness and hey, let let life be easier. Yeah, that's a good way to say it. So, yeah, things we can do to um, lighten up the way people live and just the way they feel about themselves and their relationship to society. Um, I think that's one of our goals with the Taurus Project, to bring more joy into the world. And um, and also, in saying that, I realize that it's about showing people they already have access to the joy. It's right there mm-hmm. within them, isn't it? Wouldn't you say that? Yes, and just helping them navigate finding it. And That's learning. it. Yeah, and really about just loving ourselves. That's where it always comes back to, loving the self. Yes. To find that joy and peace. Yes. Well, I think love is a beautiful uh, note to end our conversation on. So we're all about promoting love as a path to joy. And uh, Lacey, is there anything else you want to add before we sign off? Is there anything you wanted to say or um, talk about that I might have missed? Um, No, I feel pretty complete. Thank you. Well, it's been so great to have you and on the podcast and just uh, have a little interview and a quick conversation. But um, I hope it was enlightening for some of the people listening. And um, I'm looking forward to the next um, phase of our project. Me too. Thank you so much for having me, Tage. I'm grateful to be part of this project. And I'm grateful that you put this podcast together and it's been really fun participating and giggling about the llama letters with you. And I look (laughs) forward to more fun. Me too. All right. Well, thanks so much. And I'm so glad we could talk today. I'll see you soon. I hope you found that talk with Lacey interesting and informative. And if you have any questions about Chinese medicine, acupuncture, or any of the things we talked about today, leave us a comment and we'd be happy to chat with you. That's all for now. See you next time on Alchemy Land.